Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And... Tyler Hymanson. And we are here for the final episode of our Missing in Action series. Found in Action. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The title is actually Braddock. Missing in Action 3. And before we get into it, I just want to welcome all the new listeners today. Uh, welcome, thank you welcome, for welcome. being here. We're yeah, glad you, can, you found us. You can find all of our past episodes at SequelRights.com and send us an email, SequelRights at gmail.com uh, with your thoughts. I recommend Darkman because you get to see a Jedi and a mummy fight crime. I mean, that's a pretty great count. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're glad to have you here for this journey into darkness as we dive into Braddock Missing in Action 3. And as we always do, let's check out that trailer. Saigon, 1975. Colonel James Braddock. Left behind more than memories. Your son's name is Van. He's alive. Now, 12 years later, he's not just a soldier going after the enemy. He's a father searching for his child. You must pay for the crimes that you have committed against my beloved country. Until he discovers a generation left behind. The orphans of a forgotten war. Now, Braddock is on a heroic mission of mercy. Get in the truck! Chuck Norris is fighting for everyone who can't fight back. Oh my god, you guys. What happens in this trailer? Hold on. Before we get going, I just want to say... The makers of this film sat down and they looked at the previous two films and they were like, you guys, we've done explosions. We've done prisoners of war. What have we been missing throughout all of these two movies? Keith David. No. No, Steve. Women and children. No. No, Addison. I know what we've been missing. We've been missing songs! (laughs) Songs, you guys! Songs will save this franchise! Songs are... Oh, my God. Let me tell you, I... Sweet Muse, speak to me. (laughs) Show me that beautiful jungle footage and give me the heart of America. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so for those of you who watched along with us, because we hope you did because these movies are so... Insane. Okay, the film starts out immediately from the get-go with some sort of Michael McDonald slash <laughs> Joe Cocker yep. 80s sitcom theme song, <laughs> complete with saxophone and harmonica, yep. uh, playing over the entire opening scene of this film. 
It's amazing. And, and, and the opening scene is the fall of Saigon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which, it is, it okay, is. so immediately, we need to have like a little siren or something that we play whenever the, it's like retcon alert. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, like, this one pretends. Okay, so so if you remember, just, just a quick recap, right? Yeah. So you have the first Missing in Action movie, which was actually supposed to be the second Missing in Action movie, where Braddock goes back to Vietnam 10 years after the war. The second Missing in Action movie uh, is him actually being captured for the first time. Around the end of the war. Around the end of the war. Yeah. And both times, it's it's kind of, he ends up in a camp, but it's a different camp. Like, there's kind of a retcon. Yep. Yeah, but he's in that camp for 10 years. For 10 years. And in this version, he is in Saigon when it falls. Working yeah. at the embassy. Working at the and embassy. And married? <laughs> right. yeah, did you guys know the entire time he had a wife? Well, no, he, he had, had a wife. A different wife. No, no, he had a white no, wife. No, yeah, he had a wife in was it the first or second movie where the, the guy in the beginning? He uh, yeah, in the beginning he was the, the in the beginning. The, the general Chuck was Norris like, just like he was. <laughs> uh, I too love Genesis and the Bible. Um, and and he was like, oh, your wife's gonna leave. So it makes it seem like that his that he thinks his wife his wife's is, at home in America and she's right. probably white. Right. And so in this movie, he has a Vietnamese wife. Lynn uh, Braddock. Lynn Braddock, uh, which totally just erases everything about Like This movie has nothing to do with the first two they movies. They totally erased it. Which I think is okay. Uh, well. Not for this podcast, my friend. Also. <laughs> okay, if you're it trying is. to connect the sequels, sure. but uh, No one's missing an action. <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, he thought his wife was dead for 12 years. He missed a lot of action. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did you read that one out in advance? I, I did not. I did not. You planned that joke, didn't you, sir? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Okay. So I, this catches up with him 12 years. I guess we should talk about what okay, happened. So, the, so fall the fall of Saigon. Saigon like, so like, think, shit's going down. She's packing up her, her whatever. Like, they're all going to get in the helicopters and fly over. About her friend. But, the, but like her friend's there and steals a bracelet. And then there's like a bomb that goes off. No, no. Like, just. Okay. So she, her, she's trying to pack her clothes or whatever. And her friend's like, ooh, can I have this? Can I have this? Because she can't take that much. And then Lynn leaves the room and says, bye. And it's not really that heartfelt. So it's just kind of like, bye. And then Min, the other girl, is in there dancing around in her clothes and jewelry and literally twirling <laughs> in a circle going, yeah, wee. And then the apartment blows up. <laughs> I mean, that was so obvious that that was going to happen. Right. But then, so she's wearing like a, a bangle on her wrist. Of, a of, super ugly watch slash bracelet that I guess right. Chuck Norris gave her. And so, and so she has a corpse coming out of here that's been charged. Because this woman obviously gets blown up and killed. And he's like, that, yep, that's my wife. That's the bracelet. I recognize it. She she dead. He did look at her face, and it was pretty. And he charred. can't tell like one charred Asian lady from another one. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just that classic problem. Typical, All charred Asians typ- look the same. Typical yeah. white typical, total gym spokesperson. <laughs> he would know who his Asian wife was, <laughs> even if she was like charred to a crisp. She wasn't that charred. She okay. was pretty charred. She had a bracelet. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so he thinks she's dead, so he pieces yeah. out. Oh, but for, not before Keith David locks her out of the gates of the embassy. You know, I thought right. that was Keith David. I was like, is that Keith David? And, yeah, I didn't it, even bother watching it, the credits. It was Keith David. That's amazing. How Which do you guys like, know like, Keith David? The best movie all t- of all time, The Thing. I was oh. like, from Community? 
yeah. I mean, like I know he's in like, he's in everything. Yeah, yeah he's no. the bad guy in Princess and the Frog. That's true. Yeah. I yeah. looked it up, and apparently this can be like current events. He even played the voice of Black Panther in the '90s Marvel series. Oh, yeah. You know, Keith Davidson. So much shit. Yeah. Like, like I and like I know him. Before. He's he's in They Live. Like he's a John Carpenter okay. staple. Like Keith David is a national treasure. Yeah. Don't fuck with Keith. But David. he's in this movie for like two minutes, so it's but really funny. These these movies, as as bad action movies as they are, because they're not good action movies, um, have Jean Claude Van Damme and mm-hmm. Keith David, who are genre staples. Like, and in very early showbiz roles. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that's actually cool, fun. Like, it's almost like, oh, these movies are good enough that they fostered, they're like the farm league for Jean-Claude Van Damme and Keith David. They're not, because it's not substantial roles to them at all, but it is fun that they're in it. Yeah. Can I say, before we go too much further past this opening section of the film, earlier this week, I was talking to Tyler, my friend and co-host, Tyler. Hello. I was like... I'm a friend. I was like, man, I really hated Missing in Action to the mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. As you probably know if you listened to last week's episode. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, I am totally ready for the final film in the series to somehow be my favorite movie of the series. Yep. And you know what? It fucking came true. <laughs> what? <laughs> this movie is the best oh one! My God. And also, Are they should have... <laughs> yes. They should have not even released the fucking last movie. They should have just gone from the original to this one. And it would have made so much more sense. (laughs) I have to say, (laughs) I started this movie three times because I kept watching the song is the song song is so great. I kept watching this opening sequence. Like, okay. Cause there's been no song. Like there, there's been, you know, score, but no, like, um, you know, clearly written for the film theme songs for for any of these previous no, movies. No money monster trailer type songs. Yeah, and this fucking <laughs> song called Freedom Again by Ron Bloom plays in the entire opening, like we said. And like I was like, fuck, this is so funny. I can't yeah. I'm like, nothing is gonna be it's better than this. Hilarious. I don't even want to watch past where the song stops. Like, do like, you remember do you remember when <laughs> Three Doors Down had like a pre-movie PSA to join the National Guard. Yes. Like, imagine, like, if you didn't see this movie, imagine that PSA. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but somehow you, worse. You gotta look up the songs. I think they're on YouTube as yeah. actual songs, so you can listen to them. They I watched are it. Insane. I watched the opening three times, and I'm like, I think this is the song that they're listening to in the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> they're because... playing over the last. But, like, I think the, 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 the crazy thing about it is that some of it is, like, actual stock footage of the fall of Saigon. So some of it is some real deal. I don't think too much of it is. I think a lot of it is the Philippines. Yeah. And they recreated well, I was, it. Yes. I was really but impressed so, by But some of it is actual footage, oh, okay. and they took the this song seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will we ever find freedom again? <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so this is this is also the movie where where Chuck Norris is full on Walker denim ranger. Like, <laughs> yes, that's true. That's oh, and true. by the way, just like in the past movie, you can tell this is a flashback because he's only got the mustache and not the goatee. Yes, <laughs> yes. So they they kept that continuity going at least. Yeah. That's what matters. Um. So heartbroken about his dead wife, he takes off and goes back to America. 
mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 12 years pass. So apparently the, the uh, first movie passes and he, at some point, we get we no get, no no. There's there's no fitting those together. Okay. We get, we get yet another like we mentioned in the in the first movie. We get another amazing apocalypse now transition from helicopter oh, yeah. to ceiling to fan. To ceiling fan. fan. We should say that. Um, we should say that this movie brought back several things. It did from the first film. James Bruner was again the writer. Yep. Of this film. But also co written by Chuck Norris himself. Which as you watch the film, I kinda got the feeling that maybe James Bruner wrote the story and Chuck Norris wrote all the dialogue. <laughs> well, I can tell you a little bit about why Chuck Norris decided to start writing this film if you oh, didn't really? know this fun fact already. Tell he us. was watching an episode of twenty twenty and <laughs> saw the story of an American GI who actually went back to Vietnam to look for his Amerasian child after the his the woman had been killed and then he struggled and tried to bring this kid back to America and like couldn't for a while and blah 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 and he finally got him back to America and they were all happy and crying on 2020 and Chuck Norris was like let's make a movie <laughs> bro you directed wow wow yeah direct this one is directed by Aaron Norris Chuck Norris's brother. well did you read though that it started out being directed by Joseph Zito and yes. they didn't get along yes oh. And he was like, Chuck, you're too much of a crazy Christian Texas wearing denim man for the, me. Yeah, the point is that the this was also written by James Bruner. And as you watch the film, you'll kind of feel like, God, this is like the fucking same exact movie <laughs> as Miss, Missing in Action, the original. But at least it's like, the okay, the reason why I like this one the best is because it's the most ridiculous yeah. and the one that I had the most fun watching. Like, Missing in Action 1, as we mentioned, was boring as fuck. Aggressively boring. Lots of long scenes where it's like, what the fuck is happening? Why are we yeah. watching this? <laughs> Missing in Action 2 is just like repetitive torture scenes that were uninspired and... Like the, over the t- top, your fucking torture scenes are uninspired. They were. Inspire me with your torture. They were. <laughs> There's a better torture scene in this movie. There is. There it's, is. Uh, no, it's no. It's an. Ins- it's such an insane. Exactly. Torture scene. The other one. Apparently, were just somebody stupid. counted it, and it's actually the longest torture scene in the series. Wow. See. But does someone bite a rat's face? No one knows. There was no rats in the bag. <laughs> no one. This cares. one has okay. Like I feel like this is the promise of when we started this. When when you first sent me the trailer and I was yeah. like, oh my god, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought I, they were when gonna I be... first mis- misled you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought they were going to be like these ridiculous action films with cheesy dialogue, horrible stuff, and like. The first two for me don't really fulfill that, and this one finally does. Because as I was watching the first two, I was thinking, man, like, I kind of a little bit regret doing this series. Like, it's a little boring, and the yeah. second one was just bad in general. And then this one is just so dumb. And like, Did that opinion become solidified for you when a boat was parachuted out of a plane? Yes! <laughs> okay, they, the last film I joked about the villain being a Bond villain. Yeah. And that was just a fucking taste yeah. 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 of the James Bondness. <laughs> that this one like, went full James Bond. It's almost like this movie's a parody, I gotta say. A lot of times I was like, it is so over the top that it's a parody. Okay, but- I didn't agree with Camps until you just said that, and now <laughs> I'm on board. It is a parody of itself yeah. 
maybe it's self-aware and it's great. I don't think it and is, also, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't gotten like fully into this film, but like Yeah, we need to because there, there's stakes in this that I feel are more interesting than the Right. Like other so films. so they throughout both the other movies, he has an actual wife. Like so this this priest comes and says, like, you're Braddock, right? And he's like, Your wife's alive, and he's like <laughs> bullshit Catholic man. <laughs> Uh, I don't believe you. Yeah, I don't believe you. And then and then he gets called into Braddock gets called in by a CIA dude in like the most terribly lit room I've ever seen. I love this I love this bar scene though where the priest meets him at the bar cuz I'm like like the second the priest leaves the CIA show up like is right. he at this bar like every day the well, people no. just know to find him there? Have you never heard a joke before? <laughs> I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> a marine, a priest, and a Vietnamese CIA walk into a bar. Yeah. By the way, this priest's name is uh, Reverend Polanski, which you would never name an auxiliary <laughs> character that now. Yeah, no. Fun fact, guys. Oh, in in my in my yearbook, uh, there is a quote of me holding a camera, and it says, "I want to be just like Roman Polanski, but I'm not doing it for the kids." Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. How did you? Away with that in your high school yearbook because well, teachers people didn't know who Roman Polanski was. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Okay, um, so the CIA threatens him. Uh, this, this, for some reason, he knows the CIA agent whose name is Little John. That was so nickname. weird, but I love it's, it. It's very, and so it's not until he like to the priest, he's like, "You're fucking lying, yeah. God boy." <laughs> and then, and then, and then when the when the the CIA people are like. Don't listen to him. He's crazy. And he is like, oh, my God, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as the... Yeah, exactly. So the best part, and you may have already heard this in the trailer, but um, he... He does say it in the trailer. He he does say it in the trailer, yeah. Uh, When Little John is telling him, uh, you know, don't make a big mess in Vietnam. Just be sure to not step on any toes. And what does he say? He says, I don't step on toes, Little John. I step on necks. Necks. <laughs> that was an amazing I was watch. already like into the movie and I was like, yes. These are sort of the things I expected to see all along. See? Yeah, the exactly. super over the top lines. This is what I'm just saying. Just complete ridiculousness. It's it, it it you're right. It has the soap opera action absurdity that the other ones do not have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a uh, out of all the films that we watched in this series, this is the one that I would be like, I'm going to watch it again <laughs> if I was to do that. But. So so basically Braddock is now on a mission to get back to Vietnam to find his wife that he now believes is alive. Uh, does he and know, his 12-year-old son. Does he know that there's a child? Yes. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. Priest and, told him. Yeah, and there's a kid. So. so if we're following the story of Missing in Action 1, where do we need to go next, Tyler? Well, it's Thailand, but it's not there. <laughs> no, yeah, we need to go to Bangkok, right? To find who? <laughs> An old war buddy, perhaps? <laughs> for some reason, Australian again? Like yeah, that who's also at a brothel, maybe? Yeah. Where there's music playing? <laughs> it's a staple of the series. You either like it or you don't. We have another. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Elis, but there's another Disney bomb in this one. There's a Donald Duck sticker on what? the taxi that he gets in. I did not see that. That's amazing. I was like, we can't escape Disney. There's been Disney in two of these movies. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Donald Duck actually did a lot of war stuff for Disney, but yeah. mostly in World War II. There you go. Yeah. Save that steel. <laughs> so, yeah, we go to uh, Bangkok where he is 
there to find some old war buddy of his who has an airplane. Mm-hmm. And a raft <laughs> on the airplane. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, he flies them over uh, to Vietnam and drops There's them actually the some really cool uh, plane, uh, you know, airplane flying in this yes. film, I feel like. There's a few shots where it's flying, like, ridiculously close to the to the water, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's an impressive shot. Yeah, Aaron Norris endangered the lives of his crew in this movie. <laughs> he did so, so much. Yeah, that, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we may as well at this point, because uh, in the Wikipedia, it says that people died. Lots yeah, of... I found the actual article. The Wikipedia about says it, yeah. thousands. But that's not. No, that's wrong. <laughs> I saw that too. No, no. But no, yeah, the Wikipedia for this movie said died. you read thousands the LA Times died. article, it was four people and like five more were horribly injured or something. I was like, like that. damn, what size helicopter was that where thousands of people died in it? Yeah. That's still. It's still bad. Well, it's and the, the freaky thing about it was that. This crash happened the day of the verdict being announced for the Twilight Zone helicopter crash. Right. And so people were like, Whoa! you know, like freaking out. Yeah. So that's too bad. And it was all like, uh, it was like Philippines people. Yeah, it was all Filipino yeah. people. Well, it's, you know, Aaron Norris is still working to this day. He was a stuntman in the Ant Man movies. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> but not, not directing so much. He did direct Top Dog. Uh, which is a good segue for something later. Um, <laughs> can we? Can I say one more thing too? Um, when he gets in the airplane here, and they take off from the, uh, you know, from the airport to head to Bangkok. No, to head to to head to Vietnam. Yep. Uh, I got like weirdly so much excitement from hearing the original, the original? theme was, come yeah. back. The original theme is good be because yeah. the original theme is good. Jay Chataway is back. You guys. Yeah. From yeah. The first film. Yep. And they bring back like his main theme. And I was like, fuck yes, let's do this. Chuck Norris is going to go kill some. Braddock is back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so he, Apparently, the Vietnamese military is waiting for him. <laughs> yes. Oh, they so, know. So he parachutes in, and uh, and the jet boat gets... The jet boat from the first movie, pretty much... This one is straight-up James Bond jet boat. Right. Yeah, this one's, like, more compact. And yeah. And so so basically, like, 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 he parachutes in, and they're, you know, he's being tracked, and... But his thing, it's like a fucking rocket jet boat. He yeah, gets away so fast. quickly. He he solid snakes it. It's it's the Snake Plissken, yeah. Metal Gear Solid type of deal. And so he, he gets in, finds his wife. He finds the priest at the orphanage. The priest takes him to the wife and son yep. who are basically living in a shack. Mm-hmm. Um, his son, not happy to see him. Yeah, his son yeah. doesn't like him anymore, even though apparently he used to like idolize him now that he's 12. I'm, like, he's... I'm pretty sure I know the reason why his son didn't like him, you guys. Is it because he couldn't pronounce his name? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but everyone who talked to Chuck Norris was like, your son's name is Vaughn. Vaughn. His name is Vaughn. Here, Vaughn doesn't like you because... And then immediately Chuck Norris is like, Van. Hey, Van! Van! Van, why don't you like me, Van? I'm your dad. Hey, Van. It's me, your dad. Hey, like, hey Chrysler Town and Country. Yeah, but then Get when over he talks here. to him in Vietnamese, he says Vaughn. But then as soon as the kid, he knows the kid speaks English, he goes back to calling him Van. Hey, Astro. Get over here. There's Astro a scene Van. Where, where Vaughn is like standing in the corner all mad and like... Chuck Norris turns to him and goes, he goes, 
I guess I know how you feel, Van. <laughs> he pauses, like, I guess. Uh, thinking so the, the wife's like say. all in. She doesn't even care. Like he doesn't even get a chance to tell her. Like I saw this body. Nothing. She's just like, I don't care. You're here. I'm super happy now. Yeah. Um. She even says, uh, I'm sorry. I'm no longer pretty for you. Which, which girl, is girl, have some terrible. confidence. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, considering what you've been through, you look great. Okay. <laughs> like. So they uh, they sneak out of the little town that they're living in and head back to the raft. Enter. It's time to get on that assault raft. James Bond villain. General yes. Quack. General Guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, his name is General Guac? Really? <laughs> Quack. Uh, General like Guac. said Guac to me. Guac. Quack. Quack. Okay. General Quack. Well, the whole time that they're they're heading back to this assault raft, right? And it's it's Chuck Norris, James Braddock, his wife, Lynn Braddock, and Vaughn. Van? <laughs> Van? They're heading back to this assault raft, which is clearly built for, like, one person. Right. And, and I'm like, there's no fucking way they're all going to fit sure. in, this, in this assault raft. And the movie fixes that right away. By doing what? Is it a quiz? <laughs> <laughs> hey, audience. What happens next? Does Braddock leave his family behind and go by himself? <laughs> Do they decide to put the child on his lap to make room for both? Or C, does General Guac shoot his wife in the face? Uh, I'm going to go with C. Oh, you're our big prize winner! General Guacamole! As soon as, like... The they showed that the son was like not liking him, and the mom was like, "Give him a chance." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Oh, she's about to get killed." <laughs> See, I did not expect his wife to get shot in the face. Yeah, I was yeah, not expecting that either. Graphic. You saw the bullet hole like right in the middle of her forehead. It was yeah. Intense. The whole time I was like, "Oh, maybe they could still fit in that raft." I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So, and then it was really weird because the little kid was like crying over the mom's dead body and going like. No! And then General Quack takes the gun and aims it at the kid and then fade to black. Right. And you're, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Is he going to shoot the kid? Are they not going to shoot him? That was like him? a like, missing in action two style yeah. fade right. to black. So then, but uh, then what happens? The torture scene. Jigsaw shows up. Yes. yes. <laughs> I wrote that down too. I was like, saw? <laughs> Dude, this is a great, this is way more uh, creative torture than anything that Colonel... What was his name again? And here at Sequel Rights, we judge torture on creativity. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, we've lived through the hostile ages. Like, we want to see creative torture. We've seen Tanya work in a newspaper. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's talk about this Rube Goldberg torture device happening here. It was basically, awesome. There's basically, uh, he's being, uh, Chuck Norris is being held up uh, with like his wrists are bound together on a meat hook. And there's a, uh, a shotgun trained at his child's face. But it's, it's a torture room that the Vietnamese have apparently set up and used multiple times. So there's actually an amazing sequence yes. where General Kwok has to adjust the gun <laughs> yeah. lower to the chair to shoot a child in the face. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, normally the people are, you know, oh. higher. <laughs> and so basically, basically what it is is, like, if Chuck Norris, like, falls asleep or, yeah. like, goes He's on slack, his tippy toes. Yeah, if he yeah. puts his, his heels down, it shoots him in the face. It's, yeah, it's going to pull the trigger on, on his son. And, and 
basically how the scene plays out is like Chuck Norris got abs and Chuck Norris isn't going to let his kid get shot. Yeah. And so General Kwok gets frustrated after about two minutes of him <laughs> being a, able to There's an amazing scene of him like tapping his fingers like... And he's like looking at his watch like, God damn it, hurry the fuck. I thought I was going to be dead by now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I got shit to do. Like I have bridge to play. Like yeah. I thought this child would be dead. So they decide to up the ante. Right. By Put putting a ra- on a shock collar. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a rat in a bag. No, by the way, when they had the two little like electrical clamps, I was like, if they put those on his nipples, <laughs> I'm done. Because he was like brandishing them, and like Chuck Norris was shirtless, and I was like, don't do it, don't do it. But they just put it on the shock collar. I know. <laughs> that was so great. Then we get a bunch of scenes of General Quack, uh like maniacally flipping the switch to turn the shock, right? electric shock on. But uh, Jimmy Braddock, Ain't nobody's fool. No. He survives somehow. He survives. Actually, he almost doesn't, but his son goes, no! And he, like, yeah. finds the courage yeah. to lift back up. Which is uh, also <laughs> Metagor solid throwback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but eventually, General Guac just forces him down. Yep. And we learn that, apparently, there wasn't another shot in the shot. It's not loaded. It was uh, loaded for the demonstration. Again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fake out with the guys. mind games because the Vietnamese love mind games. Yeah, <laughs> Mazzilli was there shouting, "Don't worry, it's not real." <laughs> oh man, I forgot to say uh, another reason why I love General Quack throughout this entire film is because from his very first line where oh. he says his goddamn name, it seemed like he was reading the lines off of a cue card. Yeah, his first line is, "I am General." Quack? <laughs> uh, well, Colonel whatever from the other movie, he always was like, Colonel Braddock, blah, blah, blah. Colonel Braddock, this and that. You know, like he would always like get, use titles. And so this guy, when he gets mad, he just looks up into the distance, deals, Braddock! Yeah. Like he does it like eight or nine times. Well, it's film. like a Colonel Clink type thing. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. I started to think like, oh, I understand why they called this film Braddock Missing in Action 3. Because like, I think the number one single word said in this film is Braddock. Braddock. The CIA guys, there's a whole scene yeah. in His Bangkok. His son calls him Braddock until yeah, he likes him. there's a whole scene in him. Bangkok where they're chasing him and they're just like, Braddock, Braddock, Braddock. Oh, Braddock. <laughs> oh, Braddock. <laughs> oh, Braddock. So Chuck Norris Braddock? escapes. Wait, yeah, Braddock. Braddock. <laughs> Braddock escapes. He escapes Dry Dock. Uh, with, with Van Vaughn. Yep. And for some reason, they decide to endanger the priest and all the other children at the orphanage by hiding there. Yeah. This no, is like a sound well, of music he, they situation. Start he- they start <laughs> heading there, and Quag anticipates this. Yes, yeah. yes. And yeah. he anticipates this by kidnapping everyone at the orphanage. Everyone. So there's <laughs> now a truckload of 30 kids and an elderly Which priest. Is, yeah, insane. <laughs> right. <laughs> He just ratchets, his, ratchets up his, like, evil Evilness. villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, fuck it, let's take all the kids. <laughs> yeah, yep. And uh, it gets pretty bad. They put all the kids in a, like, underground compartment thing under a house or something. And they can see through the, like, metal grate on the ground. And then they put one, oh, like, the gosh. oldest looking girl out of the orphans. They this put is... her up. And then one of the soldiers, like, 
we basically see an almost child rape scene. It's yeah, like super. This was rough. Yeah, it's like super violent, and like all the kids have to watch it from yeah. the vent, and they're all crying and hugging each other. I was going, like no, so no, into no. this movie, and yeah. then well, I still like the movie, but this scene, I was like, no, I didn't think they were gonna go here. Well, luckily Chuck Norris has a magic gun. Yes, yeah. I love this gun. <laughs> okay, we get we see like him take this gun off the raft in the beginning. And when he pulls it out of like his little compartment, you're like, holy shit, that's the biggest fucking gun I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. in my life. And you know why? It's because it has every fucking attachment you could ever yeah, imagine. Yeah. It, has, it has a spring-loaded knife. It has a rotating <laughs> grenade launcher. Yes. It has... Just these, a regular assault rifle. This gun is like Stefan's nightclubs. This gun has everything. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Graham people. <laughs> yeah. I but love it. But this. it says, it's like, this gun has everything that you want. Guns are terrible right now. But as far as fake ass guns, this was my fake. Well, and, you know, if you're going to shoot a child rapist's dick off. You know, have a gun. Which I, love, I love that it had, it seemed to have like shotgun slugs, but then also like rocket launcher. It was, <laughs> it was magical. It was like a catch all guys. Gun. If you could make a gun that only shoots bad guys, uh-huh. get wizards business. and, and engineers get out there and make it until then. No more guns. Yeah. No guns. Yeah. Only Chuck but, Norris is qualified to yeah. handle these. Only firearms. Chuck Norris is fake <laughs> magic gun. <laughs> It was great for the the scene. Though. It was. I do oh, love fantastic. that they shot that guy in the dick. Though. Yes, <laughs> like perfect. shot him right in the dick. Yeah, and he gets launched so far. Out, yeah, like through a wall in this fucking bungalow. At the end, like you know, he gets to right outside the compound where the kids are being held, and I'm like, oh yeah, here we go, another fucking Braddock. Braddock's gonna destroy this right. fucking compound with explosives. <laughs> Every time I see Braddock with a detonator, though, I'm like, oh no, here we go again. <laughs> oh no, like, 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 I can fast forward ten fucking minutes. I know you it guys wasn't too bad this yeah, time. Though. I, I know you guys like maybe didn't like this one as much, but I, I honestly, love this movie. I was like, I honestly think that this one might have the best action out of all of them. There's, I think it does. There's like way more involved scenes as far as like choreography and explosions and like just the fact that his wife gets shot. Yeah. The way that she does, like the motivations are or no, it's like but like even at that time, like that's fucked up. Like yeah. the movie's like pushing and we, buttons. We totally gloss I mean, we glossed over this section of the film, but in the Bangkok scene there's a like a like somewhat legitimate like car chase scene yeah uh-huh. where he's you know getting chased by the Taiwanese police and yep. the CIA at the same time uh, or the the sorry the, the police said so yeah I think that I think that we get a really interesting we get good action sequences from Chuck Norris's brother Aaron who is a accomplished stuntman in his own right yeah has put together some really interesting action sequences I mean we get so uh, once they 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 uh, Chuck Norris, James James Braddock, breaks all these kids out of this compound and puts them in a truck, and we get an extended scene where the truck is driving through the jungle and getting shot at by a helicopter right over them, and these kids are just bustling around in the back of this yeah, giant truck. Yeah, the kids truck. are freaking out, Poor but like things. it's this extended scene of like explosions going off all over this truck, you know, and I'm like. I'm like, damn! That I mean, that's a lot of money. Uh, it's so yeah. much money, and just like the the shots looked really good, in my opinion. Yep. 
What I loved is that fucking, you know, Chuck Norris looks like he's fucking driving on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, he's just like, whip, slow whip, on whip, Sunday whip. morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck's happening? Oh, people shooting at me? Whatever. <laughs> but uh, I thought that was great. Yeah, um, so they're all in the jungle now. They've escaped the exploding trucks, but they're all in the jungle. We got 30 kids, an elderly priest, and Chuck Norris. And Chuck Norris looks at the map and says, all right, there's 90 kilometers to the border. And the priest priest is like, are you kidding me? Do you expect these kids to walk 90 kilometers? And he's like, I don't expect anything, but that's what we're doing. And I I love that, like, they start walking and the kids go, and the reverend is like, Standing there like, oh, what the fuck? And then, like, you hear some kid in the background go, come on, Reverend. I'm not so good with my metrics, even though, like, I run 5Ks and 10Ks. I'm like, 90 kilometers. I looked it up. It's 56 miles. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> hey, and they do it. Uh, <laughs> more than two marathons. Uh, like. <laughs> Hey, they're well, just walking, right? They're just they don't even walk. have shoes and like full clothes, and they're in the jungle. There's no path. Like, what a mess! By the way, it really annoyed me. That, that would take you two weeks <laughs> yeah. with thirty kids of varying yeah, ages. Yeah. That would take you two weeks, and you you'd expect thirty percent casualties. Yeah, it was yep. bad. Um, and I felt really bad because none of these kids were credited. Not a single one of them, except his son, got credited. What? Even the girl who had to do the rape scene did what? not get credited. I was expecting a full child actor check-in. I do for have her. a check-in on um, Van or Vaughn, but uh, no, yeah, nobody else even got credited. That's I crazy. Is he, is he proudly representing his town and country? Uh, well, let's wait. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> so apparently the story was that they just got a bunch of rando Filipino kids that were like wandering around the streets. That's crazy. No, they were all. Amerasian Filipino kids, um, which there are a lot of these kids. In I don't the know what that means. It means that your one of your parents is American and one okay. is Asian, yep, so yep. typically they're left over from GI. As situations. they say in the uh, film, American half breed children. Yeah. So right. in the Philippines, they're still like okay. So for Vietnam and Laos and a bunch of other countries, they actually passed a law in '82 to let them come to America. But in the Philippines, they're still arguing about it like today, sure, because there's you know there's so much American military in the yeah. Philippines that these kids are just like well, popping up all the our time. Immigration policy is super clear right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I can't believe that the girl isn't uh, credited yeah, because she like, is so pivotal. Yeah, in she's scenes. yeah. It's a so giant basically, scene. like, and then I found this other feel-good article that Chuck Norris was interviewed for, where he said that like one By of the a total kids, gym. yeah, one of the kids had like a, a growth on his face, and he was like really ashamed of it. And Chuck Norris one day was like, you know what? Forget this. And he like grabs the kid, takes him to the doctor, pays for him to have the growth removed, like a surgery, and then like the kid's all happy. So the next day, that kid comes back with three other kids who have like various deformities and Chuck Norris is like all right cool I'll take you guys too and so he takes these three more kids to the doctor to have surgery and then the third day there was a line of a hundred kids that were deformed and then he was like well I mean he just basically like told the doctor do as many as you can and I'll pay you off wow so so I don't you know Chuck Norris sucks and is also good 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but yeah, they were just random kids. Wow. And uh, they did not get any credit. That's too <laughs> bad. Film. That's too bad. I hope they got paid at least. Because <laughs> they really focus on that girl. They do. Like, several well, times kids, in the movie. These kids go, like, they have to, you know, even just, even though they were just filming, they were in the jungle barefoot for yeah. hours. I'm sure it was hot. They had to, they had to be in the back of a truck. Six miles. Yeah, they had to be in the yeah. back of a truck bustling around. They Men had to be crawling airplane. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, they, they really uh, got a lot of work out of those kids. So they crash the truck. Yep. Then they're going to walk. They're going to hoof it. Yeah. They hoof it to... An airfield. Right. And then Chuck So they don't go the full 90 kilometers. Because by this point, the kids obviously are fading. And Chuck Norris kills some some folks. Yeah, he basically, like, takes down an entire airfield of guys, which is maybe five people. He solid solid snakes it. (laughs) Yep. Which which I'm always a fan of. He's, like, dragging a dude underneath a building, and he's like, no, 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 no. And he pulls him under and then snaps his neck. And then they get on a plane that he's about to crash. He does not really know how to fly this plane, (laughs) let's be clear. (laughs) Yeah, the whole time this, like, General Guac guy is, like, Right on his tail. Yeah. And he misses the plane takeoff, but they get enough bullets in the plane that it starts leaking fuel. Right. So then Chuck Norris crashes a plane with 30 children. <laughs> and everyone <laughs> the lives. The kids don't have seatbelts or anything. They're just <laughs> jostling around in yeah. the fuselage. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, God damn, that man's a hero. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's an amazing scene, line where... Uh, Chuck Norris is like, you know, the, the Vietnamese pilot gets shot, and now Chuck Norris is flying the plane. And the Reverend's up there like, what's happening? And he's like, get back there with the kids, Reverend. It's Shut gonna it, get Pol- rough. Yeah, Polanski, <laughs> get back there with the kids. It's going to get rough. Yeah. So oh, God. <laughs> I just ba- didn't even think of that angle <laughs> get, of it. Get back there, Polanski. It's going to get rough. Get back with the kids, Polanski. It's going to get rough. Oh. His son Vaughn, though, is in the front seat during the plane crash. That's sure. his son. That's why. Yeah. Oh, good, the good. son loves him by now, I guess. But not all the way. Not Shortly the after. He's the... like, Dad, you flexed your abs so hard you didn't shoot me in the face with oh the God. fake shotgun. We yeah. do get a scene like almost immediately after the plane crashes where Chuck Norris is like, Van, you're the fucking best son I've ever had in my life. Van, you're the man. You're the you're the fucking greatest son. I never wish for a better son. And then he's like, "I love you. I love you, Van." And then all of a sudden, after that, he Van starts calling him "Daddy." Like when he runs away. I whatever. love your impression of Chuck Norris in the movie as a Coors Light dad. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it was like. So you, they're really close to the border at this point. And on the other side of the border is the CIA and a bunch of American soldiers that can't actually cross the border to help yeah. Chuck Norris, so they're just watching. I actually loved this setup to the end, like, climax where, like, you know, they're right there, ready to be saved. You know, like I was saying with the stakes uh, before, we hadn't talked about the kids yet, but, like, this whole film is, like, you know, predicated on the fact that he, like he's trying to save not only his son, but all these kids. And like, right. sure. The other film, he was trying to save fucking POW soldiers. And I'm not saying that, that dude liked his chicken a lot. Yeah. I'm he not wanted to save chicken guy against POWs out there. Uh, or people that <laughs> had on, POWs, but the kids, but I'm just saying yes. like, kid, you know, there's a whole thing where it's like, kids you're saying more... visually, I give a shit about, yes. What's behind the way, him? The way that these films were set up, like you don't care about the soldiers in the other film. This right. one, you care about the kids. Yep. And one of them is like his kids, so you yeah. really care. Van Von. 
And I liked the whole setup where it was like, they're so close to rescue and the American army is right there. The CIA is right there, but they just can't, they do can't anything. help them obviously. Cause that would be an international incident. Oh wait, actually all of this would be an international <laughs> incident. <laughs> there would be well, even more of an international incident. At least they could incident. be like, we yeah. disavowed that dude. He was, there yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're all watching and like basically cheering him on as if they were watching the movie with yes, us. That yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Every time Chuck Norris got a kill, they were like, yeah, you Fucking mean shot the dude in the face? Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah! They were trying for him. Do it for town and country. There's a couple. Yeah, basically, he gets blown up a bunch of times and survives. There are a couple amazing shots where Chuck Norris jump shoots through a fucking window in slow motion. Where I'm like. Dude, none of those bullets are hitting. Anyway. <laughs> we got to post this this uh, gif later because it is so funny. But it gets to a point where you know Chuck Norris has finally killed all the dudes, but someone at the last minute throws a grenade and he gets blown the fuck up, and he is like basically dead. And then General Guac shows up. <laughs> General Guac, I'm sorry. He shows up in a like assault helicopter, ready to kill him. Oh, it's a hind D. Oh. There you go. Mm -hmm. You know. And at this point, you know, I was like so into this movie, you guys. I know you can tell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was like, fuck, do I, you know, I know this is the last film. Part of me was like, do I want to see Braddock die to save these kids? Like, this is the last film. Or do I want to see him fucking take down a helicopter by himself? I thought from. (laughs) He didn't do it by himself. A Chuck Chuck Norris standpoint, it'd be a Christ like figure where he would save the children. Yeah, I thought he could. Wait, are you familiar with the term. White savior. <laughs> uh, uh, this can, might have been when they invented it. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that Chuck Norris is. Um, but so no, town and country and Braddock decide. Uh, Van. Yeah, Astro and uh, <laughs> Honda Odyssey. Oh God. Okay. Um, <laughs> so basically, the final is that he apparently is too injured to shoot this giant like grenade launcher by himself so he teaches van how to do it and together they shoot down the yeah helicopter. they shoot twice at the helicopter and the second time they happen to hit the pilot and it goes sure. down who's general quack right no the pilot was someone oh. else and then general quack doesn't know how to fly it, so he crashes i see out. okay yeah yeah so and then uh yeah oh, basically yeah. the uh you know it's like celebration time on the other side of the border and they all run across the bridge yeah suddenly the now they can run across right because apparently everyone's dead well, I, guess. I guess no one's watching yeah no one's point. watching at this point they run across and all the kids come across and they're certain of that and and then like everyone's crossing they're all crossing and the lone uncredited vietnamese child girls like looks back at her homeland for a second and then we learn that we can see freedom in her eyes (laughs) (laughs) she smiles as she walks across the border as this fucking song plays it's not the same song as the beginning. A new fucking it's, song. It's, a, it's, it's called a new... in, in Your Eyes. Yeah. It's all about seeing freedom in your eyes. And it sounds like kind of like moving in the beginning. And it takes about 30 seconds before goddamn saxophone, saxophone comes <laughs> This song is like the most over-the-top America rah-rah type song. It's worse than like the Epcot American Inventor song. It's worse it's... than I'm Proud to Be an American. It's worse than everything. And I'll proudly stay. It's so bad. New. 
We, tw- we, we, you know, we always put a song at the end of the episode, and I am fucking torn about which one to put. <laughs> I think the second one. They're s- both like, oh, you guys got to hear them. You got to hear They're so them. bad. They're so bad. Um, so <sighs> the guy who wrote the songs, uh, Ron Bloom, he had such a weird career. He, like, did these songs, and then he went on and, like, did a bunch of other things. But, like, most recently, he started this thing called, like, Bite Size TV, which – and then they own that weird studio on the corner of uh, Hollywood, like, across the street from the Pantages on the bottom of the uh, W. There's, like, that – glass box studio he owns that and they did this like hollywood like basically entertainment tonight copy thing in there and then he just sold that company and he started another company that makes these like little info videos for like hotels and airports and like these short little tv snippets that you see hey if you wanted to do remote checkout press six on your television remote Um, I gotta say too, so very strange. <laughs> uh, you know this ridiculous song is playing over the end credits, right? Yeah. And like before we actually cut to the end credits, it pops up with this like yes. little card that says fifteen thousand American Asian children still stuck in Vietnam." Like we were just watching some goddamn like biopic. document thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something something that was important where yeah. where a child where a dad didn't just teach his child how to shoot a fucking exactly. grenade launcher. To kill a bad and we, did, and we didn't have a line that was, uh, if he makes wrong, one wrong move, we'll climb up his ass. <laughs> it's also, like, a little bit offensive to say that they're trapped in Vietnam. Because, like, while the ones who are orphans, yes, I guess, are trapped, yeah. some of them probably live some with their just, mother just and are Vietnam. Vietnamese. They're yeah, half yeah. Vietnamese. Like, so, I, I just, know. like, as soon as I popped up, I almost, like, spit out my drink. Because I was yeah. like... They're trying to make it sound like this was like some serious and, shit and, we just and this, watched. And this movie is not. This is a grindhouse movie that I agree that has the most uh, operatic setup, where like it is trying to be ridiculous. I think the movie itself. I think Aaron Norris wanted it to be sincere, but it's not. Oh yeah, and for sure. and it's and it's fun in that it's the, the stakes are bold and dumb <laughs> and clear. Yeah, I mean, let why don't we talk about our overall thoughts on this film? Yeah. Uh, wait, I gotta let's s- check in first oh, wait, on a- uh, Roland E. Hera the Third Van Vaughn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he this kid was like the go-to Vietnamese, half Vietnamese, half American kid in every Vietnam, you know, Vietnam War themed television and film oh, wow. uh, for quite. So you're some saying years. that he was the only part of this movie where they got the best. I guess so. <laughs> he did a pretty good job. So yeah, he was no, in he's, Airwolf, he's awesome. and he was in a lot of things playing a half Vietnamese kid. And he actually is half Vietnamese. Nice. Um, and uh, he kind of retired from acting when he got a little older, I guess. And he moved to Riverside, and he lived in a house on the corner of Fifth and Brockton. And I know this is going to make Tyler so mad. Uh, for one summer, he we worked doing data entry at a mortgage company. And then he got married to a lady named Yao, and they had matching star tattoos on their upper right arm. What? And their house had a really cool interior with strange antiques, and they were known for having really cool theme parties. But uh, sadly, he then died at the age of 21. What? So this is the child star check-in I've been dreading this entire time is that he killed himself when he was 21. Um, Oh, actually, his family had the records of his death sealed. So nobody knows for sure. But like people who actually knew him say that it was a suicide. Oh, that's so terrible. But I did see pictures of his grave. (laughs) 
I don't know why I laugh. There's some website called like findagrave.com. And like on one corner they had like, I forgot what his other hobby was. But they had the little um, pictures. What what did he like on his tombstone? It said, um, (laughs) in one corner it had a guitar because he was also a musician. He was like in a band. So in one corner there's electric guitar, and on the other corner there was like the comedy and drama theater masks oh. and then it said like to our beloved son we loved you so much it was like really sad that's so depressing yeah he's buried at pierce brothers in riverside oh god damn <laughs> all right well let's move on from that as quickly and swiftly as possible <laughs> i knew that was gonna make this tyler so mad when i was looking this up too oh, so here's, honestly, here's where he lived but he's dead now so well, let's honestly, move on i'm surprised like based on how you know, child actors a lot of times don't meet a great end. I'm kind of surprised this is the first one that we were saying all this asked. great stuff about him, and then it's just like, just kidding, he's dead at an early age. There's a lot of people out there that still like <sighs> really are fan fanned over him. Like that sucks. You know. Well, he did a great the, job in this. There's game. Van fans out yeah, there? Yeah, there are a lot of Van fans out there. Uh, I guess I he's think they're called Von Fans. <laughs> Von Fans. Von Fans. Uh, like that's every terrible. year on his birthday, people write on that. No, R.I.P., buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so this movie overall. Yeah, so uh, I, you know, honestly, guys, I enjoyed this one the most. Um,. If I'm not saying I'm going to watch it again, but if I was ever like, I want to watch one of those missing in action films, I would tell people to just watch this one. I it think it fulfills the promises of what you would, what you would in your mind think of what these films would be. This is the one. How many Singapore slings do you give this movie? I would give it uh, five <laughs> Singapore slings. Yeah. What did I say last time? Uh, you say five every four, time. I think I said four and a half rats on <laughs> the back. Okay, I, I'll give this one. Uh, Four Singapore slings. Five. Five, 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 five Singapore slings. Yeah, I really had fun with this one. Like, I know it took me a few times to watch it, but it's grindhousey. Like, it definitely like it's yeah. very much like like these people are trying to kill children. They're bad. He's good. It's the most over the top, ridiculous yeah. script. It's, uh, crazy. It's true. Action. I just. Uh, I can't forgive it for its ridiculous white saviorness. It's just so racist and so wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, I think... also didn't like how this time, like now that Chuck Norris is writing it or whatever, like he really goes over the top on making him this like romantic figure yeah. as well. Like the scene where he's like with his wife and stuff. It's just like ugh, it was so poorly acted and just yeah, not believable. Just, and... For whatever reason, like the bad acting in the second film made me hate it and the bad acting in this one made me think it was hilarious i don't know what the <laughs> difference no, was I, I think i think the music in the beginning is so absurd it's that you were bad. like i'm i'm now on board yeah. for this to suck and i'm going to enjoy it and also it's like they brought back the main the quote-unquote main theme like he would have fucking badass i i thought Jay you guys Chattaway were gonna theme. be a lot more offended by the retcon no i uh, i was no i was super upset by it but it's, it at, the, at the same time it's like Oh, the, the first the the retcon the, there's no continuity to fuck with. Yeah. In this in this That's series, true. we were already confused about the continuity. Like, like, yeah. like, like, it it was like it was like the 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 first one and the second one. There was apparently a plan, but they don't make any sense next to each other. Yeah. They're all basically individual entries. Like yeah. this is this is the least connected franchise we've ever dealt with yeah. species did a better job 
of throwing. Species five did a better job of throwing back to what happened in the series than these movies did. God, there were five. No, there were no. I think there were four. Species, <laughs> species five. Did you watch? Yeah. Species five did a better job. <laughs> Hey, good point. Mo- good point. All right, so what's did. your ranking for the three missing in action films? Oh, we have a second ranking? Well, we got to do a ranking for the order of the, the films. Order, yeah. for the entire oh, I see. I'm going to go two, three, one. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, boy. Um, I can't. Uh, my soul. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go three two one contact on this. Actually. Oh my god. I'm gonna go three one two. Yeah. Wow, this might be the first time that none of us have the same order. You guys are killing me. <laughs> the third one you is You sound like so you're about to break into song. I know, the third one I is so you. fun. I wanted you. I thought you were going to perform one of those songs I put, for us. I put three I as, it I already. Put, I put three as my first as well. Freedom in her eye. <laughs> I can see the love of freedom. <laughs> I want in you to... Oh my god, I want to join the National it's Guard. It's so great. <laughs> you need to record it as a YouTube video to go along with your dark man uh, music. Oh my god, this song is great. Like, I'm, I'm not even joking. I was listening to them in my car oh because god. they're so funny. They're, they, are, they are hilarious. All right, so so missing in action, wrapping up, found in action. Yeah, you know, I, I, one other thing I was going to say, like, going into this, I thought they were going to be, like, insanely jingoistic. Yeah. And, like, they were not as much as I had thought. The, they were pretty bad, but they were he's, he's defending himself because I'm making a face. No, no, yeah. no, no. no. I mean, <laughs> no they, were, they were bad, but I, they were not, like... Yeah, it, w- it could have been so much worse. There was there, <laughs> so, there was yeah. there was there was forensic evidence of good intentions somewhere like in there. Yeah. I guess it was good that there wasn't like some Vietnamese love interest in every movie that he was like yeah. you know objectifying. Well, even that. like like they like I feel like every movie had at least a scene that showed that there is actual people yeah. and that, that I mean especially for the time like when the ra- yeah it wasn't. It was. It's not good, but it wasn't as and distasteful. Like, I guess as they I like kind of went into each film for like a quote unquote good reason. Yeah, I guess this one, this last one, I guess they were trying to bring you know uh, awareness to all the Americans. <laughs> the, the, the bad guys. They made a point for every movie to make the bad guys one bad egg and not a the Vietnamese people are evil. Right, That's which true. which I think that in the time that it came out wasn't necessarily the most obvious choice. Yeah, is it good? Fuck no. Um, is there is there issues? Absolutely. Well, yeah. and this the yeah. third one. How many years later is it? A few like three or four years after the other two, right? Yeah, I think it was eighty eight. Yeah, so I mean, like Chuck Norris is getting more and more like. Christiany and conservative as these movies Total like, Jimmy. go yeah. on, yeah, yeah. where you know to the point now that he's like full on hardcore Republican and and downtown USA, yeah. Um, so that is missing in action. We are done. That was the last one, you guys. Yep. Which I won't. Mean... I won't miss it. No, no, me neither. No. And after all this action and all these explosions and violence, you what guys, are we gonna do next? I... You guys have been so good, and so you you made it through missing an action with Would us. Would you say they've been good boys? You've been good boys, and good boys get good boyfriends. <laughs> good dog.
Good talk. <laughs> and we are extremely excited to announce that our next series is going to be the intrepid, the indomitable, the brave, and the unstoppable, and the hunted, Benji. Yay! Yeah! Happy dog <laughs> movie! Yay! Yay! Cute doggies! Dog, dog, dog! <laughs> oh, we're so excited, you guys. You know, there's a new, uh, brand new Netflix film coming out. Uh, actually, next week when we're going to drop our brand new uh, Benji episode on the first Benji film. And we thought it would be great to, you know, focus on the series. Yep. So do a Benji celebration. Let's do a breakdown here. How many Benji There's adventures a... are we going to are we going to get through? We're going to do four Benjis and then the Netflix one will be five. Yeah. So that we've got Benji, the original classic. Uh, we have for the love of Benji and then Disney took over and made Benji the hunted. And then it went back to the original Benji creator for Benji off the leash in like the two thousands. And, uh, there was a bunch of other Benji TV specials and short films that fuck that. We're not we're doing not, it. We're skipping those for now. Oh, we might throw you. We a might bone. do them at some point. We might throw you a bone in this yeah. episode. <laughs> oh God. You should be ashamed <laughs> but, of yourself. But we might. We might. And then we will do the Netflix one. So it's going to be five. Benji, uh... Benji, 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 Benji. Benji Sodes. Benji? Benji I'm so excited, you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. So, it's yeah. So thank you for sticking through for Missing in Action. Uh, I think that it was actually – I'm I'm happy we did it. I think that we thought it was going to be this chop sake action thing, and we ended up having a, an amazing guest with Thomas. Yes, and, and, and And kind of talking about – I think we all agree our worst series. I would uh, say so. so far. And, <laughs> and but there but was some good conversations. But some good conversations about it, and uh, uh, might be something that I'd recommend to people who need to go to sleep. Especially <laughs> 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 the first one. Having having trouble sleeping? Missing in action. Yeah, I mean, totally. we have we have a sense about that. But uh, okay. but really appreciate you guys listening. Um, Please rate and review us on iTunes. It means a lot. Uh, even if you didn't love these episodes, five stars. It goes for the whole series. Yeah. Uh, but we, we really love recording these episodes. If you have what you would do for your Van Vaughn uh, missing Vietnamese child, please email us at sequelrice at gmail.com or reach us at Reach out to us on social media at uh, sequel at sequel rights on Twitter and Instagram. Same thing. Facebook.com slash sequel rights. And you can find all our past episodes and past franchise series at sequelrights.com. Yeah. And I don't think I've actually said it for a while, but thanks for the music up top. Our theme song by my brother, Jordan. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next week for Benji. We'll be, hunting, we'll be hunting you down. Woof. Wolf. <laughs> I can see the love of freedom shining in your eyes. I can see the love of freedom in your eyes. Oh, it's the love of freedom in your eyes.
Sing 